Hello and welcome back to the Rena Hundred Show, episode eight. Isn't it great? Um, today the topic is being the weird one, terminal uniqueness. I'm so different. I'm not like you. You're, I, we're not the same. Fitting in. Sesame Street. I think it was Sesame Street. Maybe it was the Muppets. Sorry, I get them confused. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. (laughs) They had this song that was like, One of these things is not like the others. One of these things just doesn't belong. I don't know the rest of the song, but you had to pick out the thing, the shape, the color that they were presenting and be like, that's the different one. So this episode is dedicated to those of you, probably it's all of you, because maybe this is just ironically uh, a feeling that every person has, which is, I'm different. Nobody understands me. (laughs) The more I think about it, the more it feels like a teenager-y vibe of being like, I'm different. You don't get it, mom and dad. You don't get me. (laughs) But um, yeah, isn't it weird how every person feels unique and and that therefore that experience is not unique it's actually really common to feel unique that is a paradox I don't know what song this is okay so let's talk about being the different one being the different one I mean I think when I used to feel that way it was a coping mechanism for my disability because having ADHD did make me different. Um, I couldn't focus the same way as my peers. I couldn't do boring things as easily as they could. Um, School, once I got to high school, was for some reason much more of a struggle for me, despite the fact that I knew I was understanding what was being taught, but I just couldn't get myself to bear down and do what was necessary, and I couldn't understand why because nobody had diagnosed me and it was just this awful thing of trying to motivate myself around my disability. So I think some of trying to being like, I'm different was just my ego compensating for the fact that like I couldn't actually keep up with my peers in terms of school and sometimes development. I mean, it hindered my development also, I think a little bit. Um, And so I needed to be like, well, I'm not like them. I'm smarter, better, more unique. I'm an artist. <laughs> I'm artistic. I do art. And then I, I mean, I did do a lot of art. <laughs> I was, I am an artist. But the vibe of that has been, is much less defensive as of late. Yeah, so I wonder how much of that initial, fe- initial feeling was just my ego trying to compensate for the fact and justify in a way that would be palatable the fact that I couldn't really keep up with my peers um, despite the fact that I thought I should have been able to given given that my ability to understand things so the other way of looking at this is when you think someone else is weird seeing the weird one ooh, they're weird we don't like them. It's also very high school in a way, isn't it? 
What is it about high school where you're like, why does it feel like high school was all about going with the herd and trying to fit in? If you didn't fit in, then you better be really, really full of yourself about not fitting in. And that's an identity. I mean, I guess it's the whole differentiation thing that teenagers are going through. But also something that's one of the most common things that happens in human dynamics is scapegoating. And and scapegoating is just picking out the one person that is a little different and just making everything their fault. I mean, we've seen this throughout history, throughout time in terms of... And, you know, for some reason, the larger the group of people, the lower the level of um, maturity <laughs> it feels like a lot of the time. Um Maybe that's just the time we're living in, but I don't know. I'm looking through history, it looks like it was all pretty immature. <laughs> that's such a funny way of looking at it. Like, people are, like, fighting a seven years war, and you're like, oh, drama queens, <laughs> what are they? They're, wow, you're really going far with that convert the, the East to Christianity thing. That's, like, really dramatic of you. <laughs> uh, and anyway... <laughs> Yeah, so so scapegoating. Um, so what is it about a herd of human beings? I mean, perhaps it's a survival mechanism, but wouldn't you think it would be a survival mechanism to encourage at least one person to be slightly different and have different survival strategies? Like, wouldn't you think that that would actually be more beneficial? And why do we gravitate to the opposite? Why do we gravitate to everyone having a uniform? Like in 2020 or 2019 when everybody was just like, nope, we're wearing our pants like Steve Urkel now and that's what's cool. <laughs> oh, I'm so over the Steve Urkel pants. I mean, I wear them. I'm, I'm trying to fit in. I'm, I, I'm only human after all. You know, I'm wearing the Steve Urkel pants and the light colored sneakers. But man, what a bad call. <laughs> what a bad call. But yeah, I want to fit in. I don't, I don't want too much attention on me because, too, I mean, not that kind of attention of like, I'm really different and I can't fit into society because then I might be scapegoated and killed off. Very scary notion. I might be blamed for everything going wrong and, and just cut out of the pack. Okay, another thing that made me feel terminally unique when I was younger was because I lived in Israel for a year when I was four um, so I had been in another continent, learning another language under the age of five, and it kind of broke my brain and made me realize that like not everybody was experiencing life the way I was, and there was a big world out there, and, and I came back, uh, you know, for regular kindergarten the next year, and I remember <laughs> as a five-year-old, like I saw this group of girls laughing on the slide and giggling with each other. And I just remember thinking in my head, wow, they're so immature. <laughs> and I was five. How old did I expect them to be acting? Like we weren't in university. <laughs> so yeah, it changed me. It made me feel different. It made me feel like I couldn't relate to my peers. None of them had traveled that far yet. Um, and I, you know, I think that's where the process truly began. Um, and another reason I want to find myself unique is because if I'm not unique, then there's nothing special about me. And if there's nothing special about me, then I'm boring. Then life is boring. And I mean, if you go down this path, 
you know, you think to yourself, wow, I'm just another person. There's nothing special about me. I'm doing the same things everybody else is doing. But we are unique. We are snowflakes. And I say this as a millennial. Um, I mean, that's the crazy thing about people is the paradox of how similar we all are and how different we and how we're each a unique combination of genetics and experiences etc etc nurture and nature <laughs> nature whom I'm trying to be like um I can't even think of the name of the actor that I'm imitating here but it sounds like someone from Star Trek or something um but yeah nature nurture but it is a fear of being mundane. Oh, and I also, I saw this, um, you know, I scroll through TikTok a lot. Don't judge me. Um, and I see a lot of things. And it's wild, the wide scope of what comes across my feed. Feed. <laughs> the fact that it's called a feed, it makes me feel like a pig with a trough. My feed. <laughs> but anyways. Um, but w at one point, this cartoon came up of, and it was really trippy, and it was the middle of the night, so I don't know how well I'm going to remember this, but it's one of those, like, times when something comes across, and you're like, is this a dream? No, it's a TikTok, but, so it was somebody, after they died, communicating with, like, the alien energy that had sent them down to Earth, and basically that energy was saying, like, you have been sent back every time for every person on earth. Every person is you, and you have been every person. So every time you've interacted with every single person on earth, that was you. Every one of them was you, and you were every one of them. And this process of going back into human bodies all the time is your infancy. And one day you will grow from all of these experiences into being one of me and which was like the alien I mean I don't know alien but like energy force surrounding galaxies la 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 and so that's a weird thing too when you think about it that we're all each other and each other are us so in that sense I am you and you are me and nobody's actually hearing this podcast uh, it's me talking to me, um, but there's something very blech about that being like, you're just me. You're me. Because you're not me. You're you and I'm me. Or are you me? <laughs> okay, now I'm tripping myself out. You, I, <laughs> you are, you could be me and then, but then if you're me, then who am I? Am I am you? <laughs> Okay, this is just never-ending circular logic stuff that I'm never really going to fully grasp with my puny little brain. But as small as it is, it is a snowflake, a unique snowflake among other unique snowflakes. Oh, oh, oh.